Okay, hello friends. It has been a couple weeks since you have heard from me, indeed. It has been a busy, 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 busy August and September. Um, I feel like um, I have empathetically absorbed so much emotion, good and hard, um, from people around me, whether it be close friends and family that are going through things or having um, life milestones or just people bustling around in busy places like the airport. Um, but I feel like I have just absorbed so much of that as an extreme empath um, that it finally just kind of caught up with me. And uh, my like body and mind all told me like you have to <laughs> take a moment to feel all of this like feel everything that you have felt from others and take a moment to experience and process your own thoughts and emotions about everything you personally have been doing and walked through over the past month or so. Um, so not only has it just been busy, which is why um, I missed, what was it? Not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before's episode. Um, and I was also in Chicago that Saturday. Um, but it, on top of it being busy, um, it's just been kind of, I don't know, hard to do anything else, especially anything um, creative or personal. So we're back today. Um, uh, this might be kind of quick. I don't know, um, you know, I don't exactly know how entertaining it will be, um, but I thought I'd pop on and have a chat since it had been a while. Um, I've got some fun guests and stuff coming up over the next month or so as my schedule slows down a little bit. Um, and I'm really excited for you to hear some of those conversations. It's going to be some good stuff. Um, but today, today we are just going to catch up a little bit. So, um, as I said, um, a couple weekends ago, I guess the weekend of, um, September 11th, actually, the uh, 9th, 10th, and 11th, I was in Chicago. Chicago, Chicago, the darling town. All right, no one else needs to say, hear me sing um, Sinatra ever again, but there you go. Um, <laughs> but anyways, apologies again for uh, radio silence, but um, let's chat about Chicago a little bit, shall we? Um, so a little, a little... We'll, we'll go through Chicago and why I was there and what I did. But also, I have to tell you a story about my first ever truly challenging airport day. Um, okay, so not my first challenging airport day. The uh, <laughs> Most airport days have gone fairly smoothly, but I won't say this is the only challenging one, just challenging in a different way because the first challenging airport I, day I had was probably um, – Oh gosh, I don't even know how long ago this was. Several years ago it was the first time I had flown in years, years and years. And so I was kind of freaking out um, and trying to figure out, you know, what I could and couldn't pack, how to pack it in my bag, um, what, how much I could bring on the plane, yada, 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 yada. I thought I had covered every base. 
I thought I was just on top of it, had the perfect airport airplane bag. Perfect. I, w I was officially a pro after packing this one bag. Had it. Had it all down. It was good. But got to security. I was already so anxious. I don't know why. Even now, even now, going through airport security still makes me feel so anxious. Probably more so because of this moment. But anyways, it just, you feel very scrutinized, if you, at least if you're like me. Um, I need to just go ahead and get, get pre-check. Every time we go to the airport, every time we go to the airport, wherever I'm with, you need to get, get TSA pre-check, get TSA pre-check. I don't know why I still haven't done it. Anyways, so this trip, several years ago, I think I was flying to Florida, going through security. Everything's good. Good. Feel confident about my bag, even though I feel like they're going to just stare me up and down for whatever reason. I feel confident about the bag. Bag goes through. Bag gets stopped. I freeze. My heart starts beating so fast. I'm like, what in the world could they have found in this bag? Was I not allowed to bring my fingernail clippers? What, what did they find in this bag that I thought was okay that apparently is not that they are stopping it to search it for? So they put it under the x-ray machine. And as soon as the little picture of what's in the bag pops up, I immediately see why they stop it. Immediately. And I remember that I had, this was like one of the last bags that I unpacked when I'd moved. And since it was one of the last bags that I unpacked while I moved, I had put the box cutter that I had been using to open up all the boxes to unpack them into a tiny, tiny little pocket in this bag and then shoved it in the closet. And not only had I put this box cutter in this tiny, tiny little hidden pocket of this bag, I had wrapped it in a plastic Kroger bag and then put it in the tiny pocket of this bag. So this woman opens that little pocket, pulls out this plastic wrapped thing, unwraps it, sees its box cutter, looks at the box cutter, opens it, closes it, looks at me with the, the most intense judgmental face I have ever received in my life. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there with my like giant doe eyes, like frozen in fear, did not know what to say felt ridiculously stupid so of course out of my mouth comes oh oh you can just throw that away <laughs> <laughs> of course she's gonna throw it away what else is she gonna do with it hand it back to me to take on the plane no no oh my goodness she rolls her eyes so hard tosses it over into their little like not even the trash can like their can of things to dispose of in a proper manner or whatever and hands my bag back to me after they've done another <clears throat> like um wand go of my body to make sure I wasn't packing any more unboxing tools <sighs> okay anyways so that that was probably my first 
truly challenging airport day. But, but last Sunday, last Sunday was also a challenging airport day in a more conventional way. Um, it gave me a lot of empathy for people who travel a lot for work or what have you. Um, newfound empathy that I feel like I just did not have before. I understood kind of the loneliness aspect of it, but this gave me a little insight into what a truly long day in the airport feels like. Anyways, ah, 2022, 2022 and flying. All the rumors are true. Yeah. Lizzo, Lizzo, that's Lizzo song, right? Should I see how many different song genres and eras I can reference from in one podcast? Ooh. Uh, any of you thinking yes don't know how deep and wide and abstract my musical taste can get or how skillfully annoying I can be with lyrical quotes. So we'll see how the wind blows and see how you feel at the end of this, if any more pop up. I, I think next time you'll say no. <sighs> Anyways, I am, I'm no Chicago newbie. It's a happy place for me. Um, I feel like all of my visits have fallen during a season of unique emotions. Um, and they each bring new perspective, new experiences, um, appreciations. I'll, I'll always have like new reflections and uncover feelings of nostalgia or sentimentality and idealism. Um, but truly, like joy, stress, exhaustion, anxiety, hope, woe, strength, weakness, uncertainty, like you name it. These are, these are all emotions that I've just been flooded with during trips to Chicago, even if they have nothing to do with like what's there at the time. Um, and yet all of these trips illuminate positive takeaways. Um, they, they send me home with lifelong memories and fulfilling experiences. I just, it's, it's not a place for everyone. Everyone has their place. Um, but Chicago is mine. Um, some things I love about the city are just the constant availability for new adventures, um, feeling hooked on repeat favorites, familiar sounds. I love, love the sounds. They can be overwhelming, especially for someone with ADHD and like hyper sensory. I can't think of it, but most of you know what I'm talking about anyways. Um, but I love them. Um, but the, the smells, some of the smells are horrible, but but for some reason they make me kind of happy. Um, the fresh tastes, food, the culture. Oh, there's culture. There's so much culture. Culture out the wazoo. You just have to look for it and open your heart and mind to it. It's beautiful. All of it. All of it. Um, it's just, it's full of creativity, knowledge, history, adventure, relaxation, people. Ugh, I just love it. Um, and I know that I am very privileged to be able to see so much of the good in the city. Um, and I am not blind to the, the hardships for many. You know, some people living in and around my happy place live in fear and discomfort prejudice and poverty. Um, my good friend Samantha would be able to give me a lot better guidance on how to eloquently and clearly communicate about this um, and express the feelings that I have on the matter, as well as kind of a more in-depth look at what all is going on. But um, there's just, there's, there's also a beauty to putting ingrained stereotypes aside and realizing that you can be um, mindful and conscious of your surroundings if you're a, a visitor without stifling your experiences by limiting your activities to 
quote-unquote safe areas. Uh, uh, note, I used air quotes there very intentionally. Take that as you will. Um, anyways, at risk of misspeaking, because my mouth can turn to absolute jello if I try to get too deep into something I don't know as much about as I try to convey, um, and I end up uh, talking out of my ass with conviction, if you will. So I'm going to press onward. Um, so, you get it. I love Chicago. Um, I don't think I would ever opt to live there. I think that is a mix of knowing um, that there's a huge part of me that loves the suburbs. How much does that sentence scream pumpkin spice latte um, now that I'm a parent? And also a subconscious fear that living in a happy retreat would diminish a lot of the magic and sparkle of anticipation for each visit. Um, now, I, I don't go to Chicago just to shop or, uh, you know, strut around the city in my heels for fancy cocktails, you know, looking, looking cute and, and taking pictures of the skyline. I mean, I do end up doing those things, <laughs> but I like to fill my visits with like art and history and new coffee shops and donuts and unique eats, culture, unmapped exploration, music, theater, people, and in September's, races. Um, this particular trip was packed with the Run Mag Mile, which is a race that, that carries the weight of um, very different seasons, having ran it two different pregnancies while breastfeeding a tiny baby um, before a big move back home from Nashville, and, and now for the first time since COVID caused them to cancel it for two years. Um, I, I get teary at the gun of every race that I've ever run. Uh, there's something really captivating about it. So heavy with community and palpable anticipation, music, high fives, smiles, just diversity. Um, but this one brought some big wells behind my sunglasses. A true just blessing to be back running the streets I enjoy so much um, that, that hold so many good memories for me, um, surrounded by others who, who missed it and had all the sorts of heavy experiences um, these three last years, you know, just all sorts of different experiences and, and, and different hardships. Um, so it was just great to be, to be surrounded by, um, the running community community and, and a lot of people that are new to the running community after, after these past years. And it was just, uh, the, the feeling was just unbeatable. Um, and so after, you know, uh, with a 10K PR in hand, there were donuts to be had and other goodies to be eaten, uh, art to see, music to hear, people to wave to, streets to walk, and trains to take. I, I actually kind of love taking the train. Um, is, can it be sticky? Yes. A little stinky sometimes. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of love taking the train. There's just, there's, there's something about it. Um, so, uh, Garfield Park Conservatory, if, if you get a chance to go, I highly recommend it. If not, look them up, learn a little bit about them. Um, but the, that place it brought the stunning liveliness of plants to all of your senses as always. Um, and, and I just have such an appreciation for that place, what they do and where they're built. Um, and the, 
the very intentional way that they put everything together um, and how they take care of everything there. It just, it, it's not just a walk through plants. I, I can guarantee that you will feel something. Um, so anyways, after seeing a trash can advertisement, thank you, sanitation departments. Um, <clears throat> the next stop ended up being um, the immersive Monet and friends exhibit. Um, absolutely incredible. Incredible. I felt my shoulders immediately, immediately relax. Um, just kind of being placed inside these incredible works of art uh, and exorbitantly talent-filled digital composition paired with musical classics that just took your breath away. Um, after watching Leg Life actually share a bit of their time at the Van Gogh experience in Alaska and, and assuming that this was going to be a very um, similar display, I just, I knew I couldn't pass it, pass it up and it was so worth it. Um, drinks in Old Town were fascinating, made for fascinating people watching, um, and followed by a nightcap or a couple, um, classic Cosmos at the Jazz Showcase. Uh, uh, friends, um, the Alyssa Allgood Quartet was just delightful, um, but sitting in a place where the musical history was just visceral, made listening to the songs such a time of reflection um, in which I absolutely connected with the way my crazy, beautiful mind works like to jazz. <laughs> the mixing of the instruments um, at first seeming like chaotic arguments, but then you realize it's, it's a truly flowing conversation of colorful imperfections, sporadic thoughts, puzzling together to make an incredible story colorful, chaotic, jagged, smooth. And then in vocal jazz, the, the singer just ties all this together with this little melodic ribbon. And to me, it feels like the audience is just a bunch of open books sitting around sipping their cocktails as books do, of course. Um, and the musicians are just simultaneously reading these stories while telling their own. I love it. And it, it just turns the whole club into a diverse little library, pulsating and vibrating with unspoken empathy left unspoken because the music just expresses it all. <sighs> Anyways, okay. If you stuck around for that <laughs> and it resonates or at least makes sense to you in any way at all, then you are my people and you're apparently in the right place. If it didn't, I'm sorry, but that's what you're going to get from me sometimes. Uh... So um, Sawada Coffee went there on Sunday. And big shout out. Um, though I feel like I do need to take a beat to shout out my favorite donut staples in Old Chai Town at Do Rights and Stands. A plus. Chef's kiss. They do donuts right. Ha! <laughs> do right. Do, do right. I get it. Got it. Got it. Get it. Anyways, Sawada Coffee. Go look up the shop and the owner or founder. Um, it's a pretty cool little story. And the way Hiroshi Sawada blends cultures into the aesthetics and the vibes and coffee itself is incredible. Um, the, the coffee is just beautiful. Aromatic. It's smooth but bold. It just it tastes perfect. It's amazing. I am not a professional uh, coffee connoisseur. So don't come for me and my lackluster descriptions or incorrectness, whatever, it's good freaking coffee. This guy's won like multiple barista and roasting awards, 
something like that. Um, never would I have thought I'd enjoy tea and coffee mixed so much, but the black camo and military lattes are chef's kiss. Beautiful. Not to mention the croissants. I have no idea where they get them. They get their donuts from Donut Vault, so maybe that's where the croissants come from too, but they are perfection. I've never met an airier, fluffier croissant with the perfect amount of butteriness and a flaky crust that you could just die for. Messy, for sure. Not a car snack, um, but perfect. I could eat them all day, and I might be drooling right now. Benefits of podcasts over YouTube. You couldn't see it if I was. <laughs> okay, so um, anyways, before before the race on Saturday, popped into the Americans Writer Museum, American Writers Museum. Fantastic. If you are a writer or a reader, highly recommend. Just absolutely enthralling. Like it vibrates with the the words and intentions and history of the writers. Incredible. That's all I that's really all I can say. I can't describe it anymore. You just have to go. But if you're a reader or a writer, please check it out. Um, but let's zip forward to the airport, shall we? So I I guess honestly there's really not much to say, and it probably feels a lot bigger to me than anyone who flies frequently, especially right now. Um, all you jet setters and work travelers who will probably just roll your eyes at my meager rough day at the airport. Whatever. You can't talk back on here. So ha. My space. Anyways, I got put on standby for my original flight and they had to because they had they had to use a smaller aircraft um, than originally intended. So the flight became overbooked and go me. I forgot to check in right away. So I was at the like butt of the list. Uh, standby obviously turned into a no go. So after finally figuring out a flight that worked landing in Cincinnati instead of Louisville, but close to home nonetheless, this presented a nice unanticipated layover ish thing for the next seven hours. Books, beers, mindless shopping, random walks, audiobooks, snacks, meal, beer, then boarding calls. Um, so everyone lines up. And at this time, like I'm just uh, exhausted, ready to get home. A9, A9 per payment for an upgrade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, get me home. But wait another hour before we actually get onto the plane. <laughs> They had to wait for the plane, then wait for the staff, then wait for the cleaning, then wait for the pilot, tit-tat-hoot, finally heading home and making it in the door home around 1.30 a.m., something like that. I can't even remember. Anyways, I am not ungrateful to the staff, very grateful to the staff um, and everything they did, but oh, long day, long day. That was a far less interesting story than any of you anticipated, um, but I think I just dove into it for a couple reasons. One, to get, well, no, one, okay. Reason number one is because you can probably hear it. I actually have this box of these bean boozled jelly beans that I bought in one of the airport stores. And I had initially thought about starting to eat them at the beginning of this podcast um, so that I could talk about every flavor that I got and so that you could hear my reactions. Um, but I totally forgot about them. And to be honest, you all probably don't want to hear that many reactions of me eating jelly beans anyway. Um, but I'm just going to pick random, random ones out and try them while I tell you the meaning to that whole story. Um, so anyway, there, now you get to hear me too. Um, so one, to give a big tip of the hat and blow a little smooch to all of you who are frequent work travelers 
Oof. Oof. So here's a hug. Here's a little kiss. And here's a lot of love because kudos. Kudos. Not, not an easy life. Um, oh, this is supposed to be good. I think it's supposed to be birthday cake, but it's disgusting. Yuck. Um, two, to remind everyone to be freaking kind to the airport staff and flight staff. The way some of the entitled fungus gnats that called themselves civil humans spoke to the guest service employees and airport food servers, cleaning staff, etc., was just appalling. Some of the things they complained about were absolutely their fault. Like not getting bags tagged after being told 50 times before they arrived at the gate. Come on, bro. You are not more important than everything else. everyone else being told that every single roller bag for that flight needs to be tagged. I felt compelled to show absolute patience, kindness, and appreciation to the staff. I mean, I usually do anyway, but like this over the top this time. They don't choose for flights to delay or change or swap or have maintenance issues. They probably want problems to arise with flights even less than you do because they know that they will get pummeled when it happens. But not just them. A cleaning staff member got talked to like absolute garbage for doing her job and closing the Irish pub at Midway. And she said, look, I I've got far higher security clearance than you here. If you would like to continue, I can call the police and you can not only be without beer, but you can miss your daggone flight. Does that sound better or worse than this petty argument? <laughs> you go, girl. Like... You go, girl. Ugh. Anyways, treat people with kindness. Show appreciation and gratitude. Be a good person. Don't be a spitwad. Like, that will make airport experiences so much better for everyone, especially empaths like me who latch on to all of your negativity. So just don't. Just be kind. Just be kind. Airport or otherwise, be kind. And go to Chicago or somewhere you love or want to visit or explore, experience, fill your mind, fill your soul, choose to do more when you have to go somewhere. So if you have to go somewhere for work, choose to do more. Even if it's 20 minutes, you can find somewhere that might bring you a little more culture, bring you a little more joy, give you a new experience. You might love it or hate it. It'll be a new experience. You can carry it with you. Just do it, even for just a few minutes. Live in the world. Don't just be in the world. Insert more redundant, empathetic coffee mug quotes here. <laughs> all right. That's all, friends. That was a little bit chaotic. One might say this podcast was like jazz. Chaotic and seemingly without a point. But some of you will get it. Some of you will love it. And some of you will be back to listen to the next one. So if that's you, talk soon. Bye. <laughs>